0: It should be on there. It yeah, it's counting up then. All right. Well, welcome to City. Check. Well, welcome to City Hills Church Online. Uh, we are kicking off a brand new series today called "Losing My Mind." And let's just be real, just to be honest with each other. We're all kind of losing our minds at this point, right? We've got a whole another month that we're looking at uh this self-isolation and it's it's a whole different ball game and i know for our family uh, we've been doing a lot of stuff with the girls and you know trying to homeschool, parenting and do all that stuff but at the same time you know we've been watching a lot of kids movies and going for walks outside playing in the backyard just trying to keep them alive and well and healthy and and not killing each other and fighting all the time And so we've been watching some of our favorite Disney movies as a family. And one of my favorites that we just go to time and time again is the movie Inside Out. It's from Disney and Pixar. It is just an incredible, fantastic movie. And if you haven't seen it before, you don't have anything else to do right now. You need to check it out. It is such a great movie. Uh, It's so encouraging. It's, It's emotional. It's a tearjerker. But the premise of the movie is that... Uh, You're inside the head of this 11-year-old little girl, and you see all of her emotions and the way that the emotions affect her life and her decisions and the way that she just does things throughout the day, and uh, there's different ones like fear and disgust uh, there is uh, anger and joy and sadness, and those, those five are kind of the key characters that you see throughout this, and I was actually reading an article this week from uh, the guy that directed the movie and, and the, the producers. And the article was just talking about this real incredible challenge of taking these emotions and, and showing what it looks like to be inside our minds, to see how our minds work, but in a way that a kid could understand and relate with. And it's, it's this beautiful picture. And, and as the movie goes on, we start to see that our emotions actually play a really significant part and how our brain works and and how our lives are interacting with one another And, and we see in the story as the little girl begins to discover that her memories are actually mixed that it's not just one emotion it's not just joy it's not just sadness it's not just anger but it's actually this mix this beautiful picture of joy and sadness together fear and excitement and in, in our lives, I think a lot of times we, we recognize that, but we also miss it. And, and one of the things the movie obviously doesn't talk about is the other component that plays into our minds and plays into the decisions that we make. And that's the spiritual side. It's the spiritual side of, of ourselves that we don't always recognize the importance of when it comes to our minds and that's what I want to talk about in this series together, and we're going to look a lot at the the words of the Apostle Paul. And for those of you who are not familiar with Apostle Paul, he's he's the primary writer of these letters to the different churches uh, in the New Testament. In the the part of the Bible that comes after Jesus has, has come to the earth and he dies and he, he ascends back into heaven. Uh, Paul is, is one of the main communicators of the Gospels at that point. And uh, we're we're looking at a couple of different things uh, in his books, and one of them we see in Romans 12 in verse two. It's it's a very familiar scripture, and it says this: Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. And those of you who call City Hills home, you, you know I found this new translation that I just love how it paraphrases it. It's the Passion Translation, and it says this, stop imitating the ideals and the opinions of the culture around you, but be inwardly transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total reformation of how you think. I love how that's worded. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. And that's what I want to talk about in this series, is how do we win the battle in our minds? How do we make it through the season where we feel like our mind is completely unraveling? Every shred of normal is just gone at this point. How do we win this battle in our mind and find purpose and find pleasure and excitement in the season that God is going to use in our lives? Because the the reality is, maybe you don't realize, but life's battles are won and lost in your mind. That everything that happens in your life, like we see in the movie of, of, of Inside Out, everything that happens, it starts here. Our actions, our decisions, the our emotions, the way we handle different situations, it starts in the battleground of our mind. And, and I honestly believe that over the next 30 days or 26 days or whatever it is that we're still under lockdown in, in this month of April, I believe that God wants to do something really incredible in your minds. I believe that we can use this time for a really specific purpose, that God is going to do something incredible in the way that you process and you see your life when you recognize that your thought patterns are affecting you more than you've ever realized before. And I think we have a really unique opportunity over the next period of time to be able to open our minds up to hear what God has to say and to be able to, to see how he's gonna change the way we process things. And I believe if we do that on the other side of this, not because of the coronavirus, but because of what God does in our lives over the next 30 days, that you will be able to step into your future with this newfound freedom that you've never had before. And you can move past that feeling of losing your mind. And so the reason why I feel like this is so important and the reason why the author uh, Paul writes so much about it is because he understands this. There's a little proverb in Proverbs 23 and 7. It says this, for as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. The truth is that our thoughts determine the direction of our lives. our thoughts determine the direction of our lives and, and if we're not careful, what happens in our life is that the enemy of our soul, the enemy that wants to push us away from the purpose that God has for us, our enemy will use our minds against us because what he'll do is he'll he'll whisper these small lies into our lives. And before we know it it becomes a thought process that we hold on to we're going to talk about that a little bit more uh, in just a few minutes but i want to bring you to the one of the letters that that paul wrote to the the church in in corinth and it's just this important piece of scripture where we can see how we can move past losing our minds and see how god actually wants to win back territory that we've given to the enemy it's really interesting let's check this out together 2 Corinthians 10, starting in verse 3. and It says this, for though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. And that word stronghold is really, really important when it's not something that we're super familiar with uh, in, in the context that we live in. But I, I read a definition once that just perfectly articulated what it meant so check this out it says a stronghold is a secure place of influence in our thoughts that is sympathetic towards evil now i know what you're thinking you're gonna push back on that idea right away like hold up hold up hold up i'm not evil i'm not sympathetic towards evil. Like I'm not a bad person. I'm not thinking up evil things to do in my life. Like I'm not some evil villain in the, in the background when everybody else is sleeping. And, and, and that, I don't think that at all is what, what the author is trying to communicate there. And, and for many of you that you've been in a relationship with Jesus, you would even push back and say, well, wait a minute. I thought the Bible says that we're a new creation, that we're, we're created new in God. How, what are you talking about these strongholds in our minds? And while i do believe that we are a new creation and while i absolutely believe that that jesus comes in and he changes our lives from the inside out and, and our our internal future is completely different because we put our trust and our hope in him i want you to think about your mind i want you to think about how you process things in your life and even as a follower of jesus whether you've been a follower of jesus for years and years and years or whether you're new to this. And and for some of you, you don't even believe in Jesus yet. And and that's totally okay. We can can work with that. But the reality is that there are thought processes in our minds, regardless of whether we're followers of Jesus or not, that push us away from the purposes of God. And I believe, and, and the author Paul, the apostle Paul, believes it as well, that while we're a new creation, our minds are a completely different battleground. Think about it. Just think about your life real quick. Do you ever have thoughts in your life like, well, I mean, I, I can't trust anyone. Every time I trust someone, they they just, they hurt me, and, and it's over. I just, I can't trust anyone, so I'm just going to keep people away. Or maybe for you, you have the thought that, I just won't succeed. I'll, I'll never be good with money. No one in my family has ever been good with money, and, and I, I probably never will. Or, no one, no one ever sees my worth. No one knows how hard I work. No one recognizes me for what I can bring to the table. I'll, I'll never be successful. I, I don't think anyone cares about me. I don't think anyone sees me. And maybe you're on the other side of the spectrum and you think, I deserve better than this. I'm missing out on life because they aren't giving me what I deserve. Now, at the end of the day, are those thoughts, these evil, diabolical thoughts? No. But what happens in our life, if you and I are not careful, and this has happened in my life, and I'm going to share that with you in, in a minute. If we're not careful, what the enemy does is those small lies, those small thoughts in our life begin to take root and take ground. And they're not just a passing thought anymore. They're a foundation that we begin to build our lives and our actions and our perception of the world off of. The enemy uses those voices to create the stronghold in our minds. And we start to miss out on the truth that God has in our lives because we're believing the lie we allowed the enemy to take root in our minds. This is the truth. Your life is always moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. Your life is moving in the direction of your strongest thoughts. So ask yourself, what, what are my strongest thoughts? What are those thoughts that drive all of my decisions? What are those thoughts that push me forward in life? Maybe for some of you, you just struggle being positive. You, you just think that you can't. I, I, I want to do something, but I, I'm sure I'm going to fail. Well, you probably will if that's the thought process that you have. On the the other hand, some of you, you believe, you know what, I can take on the world, and and you probably can. For some of you, you, you dwell on your problems. This season has increased your anxiety to a level that you've never experienced before because you dwell on your problems, and what will happen if that's the kind of personality that you have and the thought process that you have in your life where you just dwell on it? You're you're probably a person that gets overwhelmed pretty easily, but there's another mindset, and the other side of that would be a solution-sided mindset. A person who's looking for solutions rather than just freaking out. People who are are thinking about, okay, the world just blew up, so now what do we do? Let's let's figure out some steps where we can still have some success, still have some normal in our lives, and and those kind of people they they usually find that as well. You see, the truth is whatever we're looking for, we're going to find it. For some of you, maybe you've gone through so many things, and this, this season is just the cherry on top of everything, and, and you just feel like a victim, and you, you lean into that feeling that the world is against you. And more than likely, you're going to feel like your life is one of a victim. But the other side is, is that we believe that through God, through this relationship with Jesus, that you can overcome anything that's happened in your life, that we have the strength of the, the God of all creation that is with us and is for us. And when we lean into that, there's something different that happens. We're no longer a victim. We're victorious. So what comes into your mind is what's going to come out of your life. What you allow in, what is processing up here is eventually is what's going to come out of your life. If you you have just this critical thought process in your life, more than likely you're going to be a critical person. And let's just be real, especially in this season, I have seen more critical spirits than I have ever seen. I mean, social media was bad before. It is just toxic now. Let's let, just like pause from outside the message. Let's just be people who are positive. Let's, let's make that choice together. We don't need a bunch of critics. We need people who are going to unite together and, and fight towards making it through this and the new normal. Stop blowing people up from your keyboard. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. The, the important thing here is that we have to understand that we're not just leaning into positive thinking. It's not just, okay, I'm going to have positive thoughts and now life is going to be better. No. The question for us is, where are those areas in our life that, that we haven't given access to God? Those lies that we're believing, those strongholds in our minds are areas of our life that we haven't surrendered to Jesus. So how do we move past this? How do we fix this? How do we allow God to have access to those areas in our lives? And the first thing that we do is this, is that we identify the strongest stronghold that's holding us back. What's that strongest stronghold? What is that thought? Again, remember that what is, what's the strongest thought in your life is the direction that your life is moving. So what is that strongest thought, that stronghold in your mind, that narrative that you just hear in the back of your head over and over again that drives your life? An area, perhaps, in your life that you believe those negative thoughts are actually helping you. They're bringing some benefit to your life. They're bringing good out of you because you're using those for something. What is that stronghold in your life? For for some of you, maybe it's that thought that you're not good enough. You think that, that you, you're not good enough, you're not smart enough, you're not pretty enough, you're not strong enough, you're not the right person for this job. You, you're, I'm just not— I'm not good enough. Or maybe for some of you, you believe that your past is too bad. The things that have happened in the past will always define your future. And and you just, you hold on to that. And that's that voice that just drives you over and over again. Maybe for, for some of you, that stronghold is your inability to forgive someone. Man, you're you're just holding on to this pain and this bitterness, and you're holding on to it to a point that it's, it's damaging your life. Or maybe some of you just can't forgive yourself. You have a habit that you just can't break. There's something in your life that no matter what you try to do, you just you can't move past it and you don't forgive yourself. And it, it just drives anger and bitterness and frustration with yourself out and you end up taking it out on people. Maybe for some of you you just feel like I've I've hated all of my jobs. So, I guess i'm gonna hate everyone that I'm in, like I'm never gonna find purpose from a job that I have. I'm never gonna find fulfillment. I'm never gonna have excitement when I wake up in the morning to go to when to go to work to be a part of that. Maybe for some of you 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 just feel like your marriage will always be bad that no matter what you do, your parents maybe they got divorced and your family's just it's just like divorce scare. like everyone has just gotten divorced and you just think, well, that's that's going to be my life. What's that strongest voice in your head that is driving you away from the purpose that God has in your life? And then a, a moment of transparency for me, mine is, is the idea that I'm nobody from nowhere. And for a long time, it, it, without me even realizing it, That was a lie that was a stronghold in the back of my mind that I just held on to. And I actually let that fuel me to work harder and to work longer and to make sure that people recognized what I was doing, that people would see how hard I was working, that they would see my value. I would go out of my way to make sure people saw that, hey, this, this kid actually can do something. He can bring something to the table. And I fought for that because I was believing a lie that I was nobody from nowhere. And that's exactly what I just built and fueled myself with. For me, it, it was something that I didn't even realize was a part of my life until I, w- I was talking with a, a coach of mine. and. We were just navigating some different things in life, and and it just popped out of my mouth. I'd never said it to Lauren. I'd never said it to anyone before. And I just said, man, I'm nobody from nowhere, so why wouldn't I just settle for this? And it was in that moment that I realized that I had sympathetic thoughts towards an evil lie that was straight from the enemy of my purpose. And that lie actually influenced the way that I saw the world. It influenced the way that I saw my relationships. It it, it influenced the way that I lived my life through my job, through my relationships. It was this constant fight for people to see that I'm more than nobody from nowhere, so please see that I have value. And what happens is that strongholds create this broken mindset in our lives that just becomes familiar. It becomes comfortable. It becomes normal for us. And before we even realize it, it's this deep-rooted area of our life that God doesn't have access to. And and for many of us, we don't even realize that he doesn't have access to it. I didn't. I had no clue that that's what was driving my actions and driving the thought processes that I have. And, and e- even for those of you who you don't believe in God and, and, and you're just trying to, you're listening to this, someone sent it to you and you've made it this far, like even if you take God out of it, scientifically, our brains are, are set up where there's billions of neural pathways that are created, that our minds are constantly creating new pathways and, and our brains don't want to work harder. They want to work smarter. And so what our brain does is it's going to take the neural pathway that's easiest. It doesn't want to create something that's new. It wants to just go through the path that's familiar because it wants to just get the information to where it needs to go as fast as possible. And what happens in our life is that these strongholds, these lies in our life, create these negative neural pathways in our mind that we just lean back into. It's why we fall back into bad habits. Have you ever wondered that? Like, why can't I just break this habit? It's because our minds have wired itself to be comfortable with that negative habit, that bad habit in our lives. And before we realize it, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, we just get comfortable in a lie, in living with this stronghold in this dark, place in our mind. And I thought about this a lot uh, recently because uh, before uh, we, we went on lockdown, I'd, I'd been working out a lot leading up to it and, and trying to get to a healthy place. And uh, with the gym being closed, it's been a struggle, right? Like I've been trying to work out at home and running outside. And let me just be real with you. I hate it. I hate everything about running outside. It is brutal on my body. It is not something that I enjoy. I never had, even when I was a teenager. Like, it is not any fun. But it's also been a really, it's been a cool experience because we live in an absolutely beautiful city. So when I go for my runs, I I get to see these mountains and just see beautiful uh, just greenery and nature all around me. But what's been really cool as I was preparing this message is that as I've been running, I've been finding these little pathways throughout our neighborhood, pathways through the woods and cut throughs through these different areas that people have gone through time and time again, and, and the path is just like worn down, and so it makes it easier to follow your way and, and not get lost and and find these different really cool shortcuts and, and again, that's how our mind works there's There's pathways that are grooved out, unless you're Audrey, my youngest daughter, because Audrey is three year old and she has a mind of her own. So we went for a walk and we're, we're coming down this like little gully and, and popping up on the other side. And this pathway is probably five, six feet wide. And she decides, I'm standing at the top. I was going to give her my hand to help her up. She decides, I don't want to go on the pathway. I'm gonna just create my own little world. So she's going through all these weeds and all these, this grass that's tripping her up and she's like starting to fall backwards and I'm trying to grab her and she's like, catch me daddy. I'm like, what, why did you not just walk on the easier path? It's right there. But I love that spirit about her. I love her passion to just, you know what, I'm a leader. I'm gonna blaze my own trail and, and that's really cool. But it was this picture for me of what God wants to do in our lives. Because you see, you and I, because we're not careful, and we don't, maybe we don't even realize it, we've created these comfortable pathways where the enemy has just weaved his way through our minds, through our thought process, through our emotions, and God wants to create a brand new pathway, just like Audrey trying to blaze her own trail. God wants to pull us off of those negative neural pathways. He wants to pull us away from those things and put us back on the path that leads us to the purpose and the plan that he has for us he wants to create these new and helpful pathways and the, and the beautiful beautiful thing that happens is when we allow him to do that those old pathways start to grow over and they start to disappear and those bad habits that have been in our lives they start to to not be as hard of a struggle for us the more we stay and carve out the path that god wants us so how do we do that we do that by identifying that stronghold. Identify that area of your mind, that, that voice in your head that just drives everything else. Take this time. Take, it's, I know it's not quiet in your house, but take the time that you have to go, God, hey, I, I need you to help shine a light on those dark areas of my life, in my mind, those places that have, the enemy has created a stronghold. God, help me to see those things. in some practical ways is is grab a journal and, and just start to write down some things about how you process things. When you look at your future, what are the thoughts that come to mind? Is it fear? Is it insecurity? Is it excitement? Is it hope? Write it all down. When you think about your marriage, when you think about your relationships, when you think about being a parent, when you think about your job, when you think about those different areas of your life, write down all those thoughts that you have. And I believe God will begin to reveal in you, just like he did in me, those areas that are maybe hidden in your mind that you didn't even realize were there. He'll be able to use that to do something incredibly powerful that we'll see right here. Because the reality is that you cannot defeat what you cannot Define. Begin to define the stronghold in your life. And as we wrap up, the second thing that we do is this. We name the truth that demolishes the stronghold. We name the truth that demolishes the stronghold. Paul in in 2 Corinthians continues. He says, we demolish arguments in every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. We take every thought captive and make it obedient to Christ. The enemy wants you to believe that his lies are greater than God's truth, and he's wrong. God's truth is all-powerful. God's truth is what we lean into to, de- to demolish, to destroy those lies that have been driving our lives for way to long. I told you before that the stronghold that I dealt with was this idea that I'm, I'm nobody from nowhere, and, and I'm just fighting for someone to see that I have value. And I, just recently, I was sitting down with a, a pastor friend of mine, and he's been a pastor for over 30 years, and uh, we were just talking. We were just talking, and, and I was being transparent with him and sharing things that have been on my heart and things that I'm, I'm working through and things that uh, I'm excited about and just different things with the church and uh in a moment of of vulnerability i told him i said you know there there are moments in in my life where or moments in the season where i feel like you know maybe i'm i'm just kind of like holding the place for somebody else like i'm not going anywhere like i'm i'm always going to be here but maybe there's another pastor that's coming one day that's going to be better than i am because man I, I this is so this is so huge this is such a huge undertaking and And maybe there's somebody else. And he sat up in his chair and he's like, you will not believe that lie right now. Right now, we will demolish that lie with the truth of God. And we just had this moment where we prayed together and we just spoke God's word over my life and over my mind. And I'm crying. I didn't even know what was going on. And it was just like what had happened is I was starting to become comfortable just sharing that with different people sharing with people that i trusted of man that like you know there's times i don't know if i'm the right person for this like i'm gonna be here but like maybe god's gonna bring someone else because man this is just challenging it's tough and and i've never really saw myself as being a lead pastor and that's never been what i i was looking to do and god used these people in my life to go we will not believe that lie because i have created you and set you on this path for this purpose I have chosen you for this moment. And it was this incredible, just absolute powerful moment where I went in and demolished the lie that the enemy was trying to take root in my mind. Because in your life and in my life, God has put us in this season for a reason, and he is going to use us, and we have a purpose in this season, and what the enemy wants to do is to tell you that this season is completely outside of God's will. Things you are walking through, things that you're struggling with, moments that you feel broken, moments that you feel weak. That is, the, you're, you're far away from God's plan for your life. That's what the enemy wants to tell you. And God's saying, no, I am with you in every season, in every moment. We will demolish the lies that are trying to take root and tell you that it's the truth. And what I, I my heart for you in this season, and, and I pray that you would do over the next week before we meet again. My heart is that over the next 30 days that you will allow God to reveal within you the lies that the enemy has been trying to tell you about your life. That you would begin to take authority over your mind over your life, over your house, over your fears, over your insecurities, and that you'd be able to stand on the truth of God's word in the, in the way that he feels about you and say, no, enemy, you have no place in my mind anymore. I demolish you with the truth of God's word. And throughout this week, we'll be sending out different things to you that will just remind you of some of those truths that God speaks about you. But guys, listen to me. Don't walk out of this season missing the opportunity for God to absolutely change your life through changing your mind. God wants to renew your mind, as we saw in Paul's writings. God wants to renew your mind, and the way that he does that is by demolishing those lies in your life that you and I have just become comfortable building our lives on. And my hope for you is that when we walk out of this season— It's not just that we survived the coronavirus of 2020. It's that we walk out of this season with a newfound confidence that our God has broken down every lie that we've been living in. And the future that is ahead of us is so much greater than the past because we're truly relying on God and who he says we are. That is my prayer for you. That is my hope for you in this season. Find out that stronghold in your life. Allow God to reveal it to you and then use the truth of his word to demolish those places and those lies and those strongholds who want to hold you back from the future that God has for you. I loved how that the other translation of that verse said, God will take those lies, he will renew your mind and he will empower you to lead a beautiful life, satisfying and perfect in his eyes. You want to see a different life on the other side of this season? Allow God to renew your mind every day, and I believe he will do that as we trust him. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray right now that even as we have this conversation, there are thoughts that are rising up in the minds of people as they hear these words. Lord, I pray right now that you would just begin to renew their minds, that you would just remind them of how you feel about them. Remind them that you are with them in this season. Remind them that every lie that comes from the enemy is exactly that. It's a lie. It is not anything that we have to build our lives on. You are our foundation. You are our hope. And God, we will lean on you And we pray that you would just, over the next seven days before we meet again, that you would just open our eyes to see those areas of our lives where we need you to just break down the lies. God, we don't want to lose our minds anymore. We don't want to lose the battle anymore. We want to lean on you and see you do the miraculous in our lives, in our homes, in our families, in our relationships. We love you.